Welcome back to People Analytics. I'm your host, Lindsay Patton. Today I have with me Mary Williams, who is head of people at Pinnacle Advertising. Welcome, Mary. Thank you so much for this invite. It's such a pleasure to be speaking with you today. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited to dive into this conversation. But before we do that, can you share who you are, what you do, and why you do it? Sure. Uh, Gladly. I'm Mary Williams. And as you mentioned in the intro, I serve as head of people at Pinnacle Advertising. Uh, We are a full service agency with um, so many great capabilities of which we're super proud. So we do strategy, creative, uh, measure analytics, uh, production, in-house, media planning, media buying. Uh, I'm just so proud to be here. Uh, the why is a great question. I appreciate you asking. But for me, what drives me is I strive to set others up for success I like to shine that spotlight on others and recognize great work. Um, And so that's why I do what I do. And as I just told someone yesterday, doing what I love and loving what I do. And so I'm just really happy to be serving as head of people at Pinnacle. That's awesome. And it really goes into what we're talking about is having that attitude of gratitude. And I can tell that you are grateful for the team that you're involved with, the work that you get to do. So tell me what having that attitude of gratitude means to you. To me, showing appreciation and recognizing great work um, is multifaceted. So it does drive engagement. It drives fulfillment. It drives retention. It's, it's so, there are so many great uh, paybacks from it. And I, I feel like um, it's easy to do. Mm. Yeah. So how does that look in the working world? Uh, when someone is in a leadership position, specifically you head of people? Um, so what we encourage is regular one-on-ones uh, for our managers to be meeting regularly with their teams and Something that we emphasize is to engage in active listening so that we are, it's a two-way conversation mm-hmm. um, and not just a one direction uh, type of communication. So you mentioned, you know, it's two-way. Uh, what else, uh, what other characteristics are in active listening that are, you know, necessary to help employees feel like they're being heard? I feel like asking a great question Mm. Um, goes a long way to be able to check in. So um, having those pointed questions, um, a good technique is to reiterate what you've learned and then clarify and pose a follow-up question just to make sure that everything is understood. Uh, A lot of what we do as leaders is set expectations. And in order to do that, you want to clarify to make sure that those expectations are clear and understood. And another really important component of active listening is that you want to acknowledge what the other person's saying, um, pay good close attention, but don't interrupt. Mm -hmm. 
It can be so easy to interrupt, especially when you have that thought on your head and you want to get it out. Um, and I think, yeah, it's that is a mindful skill that you really have to practice. I agree. And I think that it's a sign of respect also mm -hmm. to the person that's speaking. And so we try to emphasize that. Yeah. And so one thing in my career that has always been a pet peeve is uh, the opposite of attitude of gratitude. Um, the attitude of you shouldn't be seeking for uh, seeking uh, support or for like um, praise. Yes, that's the word I'm looking for. You should just you're here to do your job. Why should you get praise for doing what you're supposed to do? And in those environments, looking back, those were the worst environments. They were the most toxic, miserable environments I've ever, ever had. Um, so how has gratitude kind of transformed an environment for you? Well, first off, I'm sorry you experienced that. And oh, um, hopefully it's not super widespread out there. I do think that the... We said that attitude of gratitude is important to recognize great work, but it also drives better performance. It creates a fulfillment factor for, um, for those employees because no one wakes up in the morning thinking, oh, I can't, let's mess up today. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> wants to do a great job. It's inherent in there. People want to do great work. And so that communication uh, is instrumental and important to be able to drive that. Yeah. And I know that you have a Venn diagram example that you like to use about the that fulfillment factor. Can you explain what that is? Yes. And so I can't take credit for it. Someone else um, created it. It's from the Japanese culture. And I'm, uh-oh, I'm not sure how to pronounce it correctly. It's spelled I-K-I-G-A-I. -I -I. Um, and so the, the center circle is that dream job. And then you've got the outer circles of no stress, good money, flexible schedule. And then the inner part is soulless work, no money or stress. And then that concentric circle is on the inside of what you love, what the world needs, what you're good at, and then what you can be paid for. And then that ties into mission, vision, values. Uh, your profession, your vocation, and where your passion lies. And so I feel like if we can uh, look at that overlapping part of doing what you love and what you're good at, and then you're also fulfilling a need, I feel like you're getting to that center circle of that fulfillment factor where at the end of the day, you've emptied the tank You've put it all out on the field, uh, as they say, and you still have energy left to talk about what a great day you had because you know you made an impact. You know you made a difference. Um, and I think that combining that mission, doing what you love and what you're good at can help to achieve that so that you are more fulfilled in your work. Yeah, and I, I'm seeing connections of how leaders can help uh, the people that they work with get to that point through those one-on-one -on -one check-ins and asking good questions like, what fulfills you? What, what do you think you're good at? Here's what I see you're good at. Exactly. 
So let's talk about practicing the attitude of gratitude. Let's put it in action. Um, So I know that you have a big example of having to get a little bit creative with a very, very low budget. (laughs) Can we talk about that for a moment? Yes. So a lot of my career, I worked in startup organizations. I spent some time as a department of one. And in those smaller companies, it's a zero dollar budget. So um, we did have to get creative with um, engagement and um, driving that. And how do we recognize people? So one way is just through verbal compliments. So we did a daily huddle uh, or morning stand up. Uh, and we always save time for shout outs. Mm. So hearing great job. Oh, I'm sorry. I want to clarify. You want to be specific in that. Uh, mm. So hearing great job is less effective than great job leading that meeting this morning. I could tell everyone was more involved and engaged because you took time to hear them out and more active in their contributions. So using that specificity uh, in the verbal compliments went a really long way. Um, And again, there's this subtlety or a bystander effect of viewing and witnessing um, that recognition occurring. So Um, That daily, um, the daily huddle and the shout outs was super effective for us. And um, everyone really looked forward to being able to shine the spotlight on someone else. But then also you could see them standing a little taller and uh, smiling when they knew that their uh, work was being recognized. So public acknowledgement of those behaviors that are celebrated gives all the employees that message of what is being recognized. So if they see what's being recognized and why, what you're doing as a leader by giving that verbal recognition in a public setting is you're giving them a roadmap of what success looks like and what what gets rewarded. So that was one thing that we did. Something I noticed in that example, too, is active listening, but in a different way. You know, you gave the example of that specificity and what that leader needed to focus on was how that person was presenting, you know, the words that they were saying. So there's, you know, another aspect of that active listening, active observation that can turn into something else really positive. Thanks for making that connection. (laughs) Um, We try to emphasize like from that SMART goal model and implement it that way. So it is timely and specific. So thank you for that. One of the other things that we did, which is also super low budget and um, but effective, is handwritten notes of appreciation. Mm -hmm. Again, with that specificity to say thank you for um, and emphasizing what they did a great job with. Um, So we do believe that leaders do lead by example. And then this is a way to take it a step further. So my example of this was that we had an office and we were planning to move. Mm -hmm. And so I did handwritten notes. I tried to do it on a weekly basis. So I kept it timely and did it specifically. And we were moving offices. And so everyone had to pack up all their work areas and we moved it to the new place. And something I noticed that was so noteworthy to me 
was that that was one of the first things that people unpacked at their new work area at the new office and put mm-hmm. up their note cards at their oh, workplace. And so to me, that really clicked to say, oh my goodness, this is a meaningful uh, way to recognize. And so something that we talk about in making it um, effective is to make sure it's sincere, uh, make sure that it's specific about that accomplishment. So if you can tie it to your core values, that's always great. And then if you go further and mention the effect that it had on the individual or the team or the customer, um, just really tying that together and um, really focus on what you're recognizing is that above and beyond. So um, that made it really effective uh, for us too. And then um, one other thing that we did, again, this is low budget idea that um, that was easy to implement, but really had uh, a lot of effect and a, a great ripple effect through the organization. One day I came to work and there was this big stuffed animal bunny <laughs> on my desk and it said, some bunny appreciates you. And it was a note from our CEO. And I just, I was tickled by that. And I thought, well, that's super cute. Thank you so much. Let's take it a step further. And so we created that appreciation bunny (laughs) (laughs) to be a traveling trophy. So, um, you know, something, I, I feel like that's sort of an easy thing that anybody can do. The ripple effect of that was that you are also showing what gets recognized and it's that I'm so proud of myself smile too from the person receiving it, knowing like, oh, you, I matter. My contributions are worthy and appreciated. And that's going to incentivize them uh, and just really drive better performance too. Yeah. And my my little journalist brain's working overtime, you know, putting the pieces together and noticing trends. And, you know, I have a, a theory I want to run by you. And I feel like tangible items in this increasingly digital world we're living in, they're becoming valuable. I mean, I see it with, you know, teenagers um, leaning toward Polaroid cameras and, you know, those those awful, you know, point and shoot cameras that we used to hate. (laughs) Um, You know, there's something valuable about tangibility in a very digital landscape. That's a really great observation um, because then you are appealing to um, more of your senses, right? Mm-hmm. So that tactile is going to make it sticky and um, and connect even more. Um, I like that. That's a really great observation. Thank you. A bit of a light bulb moment right there. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Speaking of digital, I think this really gets into the next topic well, um, is because work has changed in the last three years. Um, you know, it's changed in the last 10 years, but not in the way it has recently. Um, so we are working um, in a very, very remote or hybrid environment uh, now. Uh, obviously, there are in-person jobs, but a large percentage of the workforce has transitioned to remote and hybrid, which can kind of make 
it a little difficult to, you know, have that in person, you know, like in your face in a group of people acknowledgement um, that really gives a little bit of oomph to that attitude of gratitude. So let's talk about getting creative in remote and hybrid landscapes. You're right about that. It has changed and we had to adapt and evolve with it. And um, so we still do uh, video meetings. So we'll do agency-wide meetings and uh, it's on a monthly basis. And we do set aside time for shout outs and specific uh, timely praise in those agency-wide meetings. Um, we have a town hall where it's everybody and their presenters. Um, but then we also have a monthly um peer-nominated Employee of the Month type of Mm -hmm. award. And that one is called the Kick-Ass Employee of the Month. Awesome. And with that, it's peer-nominated. And we collaborated with a local Chicago artist for custom shoes. So we're an ad agency. We have a lot of creative minds uh, contributing to these initiatives. And so if you're going to kick ass, you need a great shoe. (laughs) I love wordplay. That is amazing. (laughs) He's a local artist, international expressionist, and he's like a speed painter. And so he created these custom pinnacle shoes. And so if, um, so it is peer nominated, it's monthly, and that committee evaluates the nominations and selects uh, a kick-ass employee of each month. And that is their prize, is these custom pinnacle shoes. And I will tell you, the impact is incredible. Everyone loves being able to gather to recognize great work. They get very excited to share in that joy of their coworker teammate uh, being recognized. And um, when you go in person to a company meeting, it is like a pep rally. Everyone is in there, uh, branded apparel, and you will see a bunch of these custom shoes uh, around the room from Mm -hmm. previous winners. So people do wear them with pride. And uh, to your point earlier, it is very tangible. So you can put those on with pride and know that uh, you were recognized for doing great work. So that has been um, super special. Ah, that is so sweet. And and supporting local artists. Can we get an artist shout out? Yes, it's um, Elliot Fromm. Oh, my goodness. That's it is a small world because that is an artist that's involved in an organization I work with um, that is very like has a lot of um, artists based in Chicago. That is amazing. (laughs) Um, So I don't know if you're allowed to do a screenshot with the podcast, but it's they have the company branding and one of our slogans is never settle so he designed never settle on the back with our logo and uh, his his style of the splash yes so people do wear them with pride 
Oh my goodness. That is so cool. Oh, how amazing. And so that you are an artist. I love that. I know. And it just, you know, I, I really love supporting artists too. I think that they create so much beauty in this world. And it's so cool that, that you're doing that as well as supporting local art. Um, so yeah, how, ha- yeah, you, that's been really great for uh, employees. They've been really, you know, involved and engaged. Yes. And so we are in so many states across the U.S. We can't all gather in one room physically. Mm-hmm. And so that's how we've been able to substitute that, but still, Uh, feel that sense of connection and camaraderie and collaboration. So um, it's been really, it's been great. Our next one's coming up soon. So we accepted that meeting invite and we all go on video, recognize the winner. And then we do have time for shout outs again, where people can uh, shout out their teammates and peers um, and recognize them for great work. It's a whole event. I love it. (laughs) So we have about five minutes left of of chatting um, where I would really like to get to know your background, Um, you know, how you became someone who really values gratitude. Um, And it shows that, you know, it's not just in the workplace. It shows that, you know, your life, you're very mindful of gratitude in all areas. So, um, you know, what kind of sparked that? Um, that passion for gratitude in your life? Wow, that's a great question. I really appreciate you saying that because that is how I try to live my life and model. Um, So thank you. I think it might go back to a saying that was on my wall growing up as a child. Um, My mom was a crafter and she did needlepoint. So picture a needlepoint saying And it was, you can never do a kindness too soon because you never know how soon it will be too late. Yes. And I'm sorry, I don't know the reference. I just can picture the needlepoint. But we did try to model that in our household. Um, And being servant leader minded um, to not just think the thought take that action. So it's one thing to think, oh, that was great. I'm really thankful for them doing that. But it's another to take the action and take those steps to say so and tell the person, here's what I appreciated and why. Um, And so, yes, I do try to model that in my life, but then also uh, in our workplace. Yeah, it's, um, you know, something that I try to be mindful about, too, is if I have a positive thought about a person, whether it's a friend, family member, someone I work with, I try to put that out into the world, because what happens when that thought passes and it dies? You know, it's just nothing happens. But what happens when that thought travels to the other person? Something really awesome can happen. Something really awesome does happen. And then you also have that bystander effect. So that ripple effect of the public praise. So you feel good when you recognize them, that feels good. And then it makes the person receiving the recognition feel great for being recognized. Oh, I'm so proud of myself. That's really neat. But thirdly, there's a bystander effect. So those that are witnessing that exchange, they get a boost just from Mm -hmm. witnessing that acknowledgement. 
Um, so I think the ripple effect can continue. And um, I love that just to be kind and put that into action and express uh, that attitude of gratitude. So that seed was planted very young. Uh, did you have an idea that you would eventually turn that into a career where you're encouraging people and, you know, almost, you know, a helping career? Uh, I did not. No, I think that it just becomes part of ourself intrinsically mm-hmm. and um, just part of our, our fabric. Yeah, that is a really good point. Mary, this has been such an encouraging, positive conversation. And I hope our audience feels the same way. I hope they see, you know, how how many connections you can make by, you know, active listening or providing something tangible or even just specificity. Um, there's so many examples that you provided. Um, before we wrap up, is there anything else that you would like to share or think that I missed? Oh, I don't think you missed a thing. I just want to say thank you to you, Lindsay, for this invite. I've really enjoyed our conversation. Um, And just this is something that I get excited about talking about. So thank you. Um, I can hear it on me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if people want to connect with you, what's the best way to do so? The best way is LinkedIn uh, or Twitter. And so my Twitter handle is ConMKW. So it's C-O-N-M-K-W. And we can put those both in the show notes. Hey, well, thank you so much, Mary. If you or anyone you know is like Mary with an attitude of gratitude, please tell them to reach out to me, Lindsay at staffgeek.com. Thank you for listening to Staff Geek's People Analytics Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Patton, and I'm always looking to interview leaders who put people first. If you or someone you know lead with a people-first mindset, please email me at lindsay at staffgeek.com. That's L-I-N-D-S-A-Y at staffgeek.com. If you want to take things a step deeper and understand your organization's true culture DNA, I encourage you to take Staff Geek's free culture assessment. Just head to staffgeek.com and click the button that says free culture assessment. Thanks again for listening.